Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Bree. I'm Jamie, and we have a special guest here today. We have Priscilla, who is at quantum underscore witch, and she also has her own YouTube show, Quantum Witch Cafe, and she is here for Experiencer November, and we are going to talk all about her experiences today. So welcome to the show, Priscilla. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. So are we. So we were talking a little bit before the show, and one of the things that you said is you've been waiting to talk about a certain part of your story to have sort of, and it's like a safe space. And that's what Experiencer November is all about and what we're going to be talking to people about because we want to just have a safe space for people to talk about their experiences, a place where people aren't making judgments about them or where people are making rude comments or calling them crazy. It's just a nice safe space to talk about your experience and feel validated because it happened to you. And I think the more information and the more stories we get out there, the more and more people will get involved with this subject. Absolutely. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. When did you first realize that something strange was happening to you? It started um, after my first experience when I was in kindergarten. I saw oh, wow. these crazy three lights happening. And so I used to go, I used to sneak out to look at the stars because I've always been kind of like a star space kid. You know, um, my mm -hmm. grandma was a medium. We watched like all the Star Trek stuff oh. together. Um, and she used to watch like Unsolved Mysteries and sightings. So I was aware of aliens at a very young age and UFOs. So nice. I also had like a, almost like a mediumship ability. But of course, like when you're little, you attract all the creepy things because you're not protected yet. But I would go outside and look for stars. I would look for Orion's Bell and the Big Dipper because those are the ones that my grandpa showed me. And then I was obviously looking for shooting stars. I'm a little girl. I want to make a wish. And then I was actually looking for UFOs. But I was sneaking out like whenever I could, basically. And one night I go out there and I finally see Orion's Belt, which later on is like I'm getting like chills just talking like a... Later on, Orion's Belt plays like a big role, like in almost all of my experiences. So I saw Orion's Belt and I found it, you know, the bell and the, the constellation. And then to the right of it, I see like these three lights. They just kind of like come on like, boom, like a triangle. And they do these maneuvers, like they do this, they circle like this and go up and they come down, they circle and they go down. They did that three times and they line up and then they just like zip off into like nowhere. And I did try to draw it. I'm not an artist. So I had like my own drawing. And then later on, um, Josh, Artemis's boyfriend, his mom drew it for me. So oh. um, I can send those pictures to you guys if you want to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so after that, I had, I've always had night terrors anyway. So okay. when these night terrors started shifting to uh, extraterrestrial based uh, entities, I didn't really think too much of it because I was so young um what were the night terrors like before like were they more like like dark beings demons, beings, demons? Demonic, possessed dolls <laughs> like okay. like I couldn't okay. sleep with any stuffed animals in my room um and just yeah you know like shadow figures really scary looking demon looking things like monsters I guess people would call them and just literally like 
not being able to move and just, it was just horrifying. Like I was little um, and I've experienced that my whole life. So when it switched to like seeing the, the gray aliens, it was like just another bad dream. Okay. So it got to the point where when I would, I would, no, I would see a gray alien um, like pop up on screen and no, and I know this is like years later. I don't remember when sightings came out. I remember we watched it together um, a lot, me and my grandma. But I remember there was like, anytime I would see a gray being depicted, I would just get this like panicked, like, like anxiety, just like, I can't even explain, just fear, terror even. And I would, that if I know that, I thought like in my head, like if I see it and I'll obsess about it, I'll think about it, they're going to come. And this is before I had any memory recall. So I had, you know, the sighting that I saw with the three lights was beautiful. It didn't feel dangerous. It felt, you know, it felt, I felt loved. I felt warmth. And I was like, I felt joy, like, you know, just like, like more like jubilated. I wanted to like laugh. I was laughing. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, I didn't really think it was a bad experience, but I didn't know then that once you make contact with any entity, you're kind of like a little beacon after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're started, on the radar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know if like some people say like that it might change like the frequency of your energy field. Um, so that didn't feel bad, but this gray situation was like out of nowhere. I'd never been afraid of them before. And then they were just like terrifying to me, like terrifying, like unreasonably, like, you know, like people have like the fear of like, you know, I don't, I can't think of the name of it. Like they have like the fear of the most random things. And they don't know why it was kind of yeah. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that's when I didn't really think about too much of like the abduction scenario, Mm. but I knew that they were being visited. And it seems like after I had like the scary dream, there would be like another dream that would happen of like a nice alien. Mm. And I would say like, oh, maybe they're coming as damage control. Yeah. So one night, this is maybe like the same year. um, I, the first visual I had probably was, I'm trying to think because I remember showing my friend a picture I drew of it. I want to say second or first grade because I was able to read. So it might have been like second grade. And I remember I woke up one night and I, I had like a new sleeping bag. So I went through this stage where like I'm going to sleep on the floor on my Barbie sleeping bag. Yeah. So I was like sleeping on the floor and I could see the blinds. We had this big picture window in my room. It was like we faced the street and we just had like regular blinds. You know, we were in the ghetto kind of so just normal blinds. And I see this. I, I'm woken up not from a nightmare, but I just wake up and the lights are off. I could see like, you know, like the light from my grandpa used to leave the hall light on because I live with my grandparents. And I just kind of, it was like a very, I could barely see, kind of like how you see at nighttime, um, but not a lot. Well, I opened my eyes and there was this entity in front of the window on the left-hand side of the um, thing. And it was like a luminescent, almost looked like a hologram to me. Okay. Mm. And it was like gray, it looked more of like maybe a mantis. And I'm going to show, I'm going to try and show it to you because I try to draw it, of course, even though I'm not talented. <laughs> I'm it's so okay. Talented. I'm, it's okay. I'm also not talented. You can tell by my very badly drawn <laughs> pictures in the background. I like them though. Oh, thank you. So, so this was like me trying to draw. Oh, this is me trying to close my iPad. Um, when I'm about to show you something. It's okay. Technology is the worst, isn't it? It is. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. There we go. So... There we go. So I can send these to email these to you too. Yeah. So, oh, wow. so kind of like the experience that I drew. 
Um, that's what I saw. They were a little more, they didn't have as much glare around them. They were yeah. more kind of like contained little entity balls and they were a little more yellow, like gold, I would say. And then the being I saw was actually kind of like, I remember seeing like orange and green and it's like okay. hologram, um, but it, it looked like this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So it had these markings and I can send these to you too. So you can like add them in or whatever. Add them in. Yeah. Um, so that was like the thing about this one was it kind of more had like a more triangle shaped head than the grays. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I tried to draw it. It was a little more like triangly. Like it even came out a little bit more like almost like a mattress, but not as like smashed down. Mm -hmm. And the colors I saw were along these lines. Um, so the colors were kind of like like it was like mostly orange oh, oh i get what you're saying yeah but kind of like a so green like, highlight to it yeah like it was like a faint like hue like, almost like neon like hologram type thing and it was like i didn't see its legs i didn't see i mostly just recognized this part because i saw like it was an alien and i was paralyzed and I was afraid because I'd never seen anything like that, but it was kind of like blipping, like glitching in and out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember it kind of like wavy almost, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very like very so, shimmery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not an artist. I can't draw that. I'm sure like Dan can do I think you did a good job. No, that's on great. Both yeah. Your, both of your drawings. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. I can't draw that well at all. Mine would be like yeah. stick figures and I'd be with like oh, arrows <laughs> pointing to be like alien. I'm better with like, Window. I can do like pencil sketches like a lot better, but um, I'm trying to learn on the Procreate because everybody's doing it. So. Everyone's doing it, I know. But yeah, the thing that stood out to me was the markings. Like it had the these like chevron type markings. Oh. Now were and the markings a different color or did, did they stand so, out or they were just like, did it seem like it was maybe like part of its skin? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, so when I saw the being like, so I ended up getting like put back to sleep after seeing it and I was just mm -hmm. like, this is too much kind of thing. And I went back to sleep and it was in my dreams and it was almost like, so I don't know if that was, it's like light projection or like maybe it's like light body or something, mm -hmm. but in the dream, when I saw it, when I put, went back to sleep, all it was doing was standing there and I could feel, I could see like, you know, you look up, you see hands mm -hmm. and it was like that classic, like alien head, like looking over you, but it wasn't, this one wasn't scary. Mm -hmm. Um, it, but it was scary because I saw it in my room, but then it wasn't scary in the dream mm -hmm. and they did end up looking almost like scarification. Okay. And uh -huh. it still had this luminescent, like weirdness to it. So it when you like, were seeing it in your dream, did it see, or did it seem more physical not so much like yeah. a hologram yes it kind of had like like the best way to explain it is dolphin skin no okay mm, that makes sense i understand kinda, that like, yeah smooth it was more matte so i guess we see dolphins in there what like very late very latexy yeah like it looked like it would like if you touched it it would just be like super soft and um huh. and the eyes it, did, it didn't have a mouth so no mouth that's something yeah, so that I, I that's something that I that we hear a lot of like either no nose or no mouth that it seems that they mm -hmm. it's not just not something that they use. Yeah, they don't need it. Yeah. So they telling you things uh, telepathically. So was was this one when when you were in the dream or when it was in your in your window was it speaking to you telepathically either time? 
It really, it wasn't in the, the physical one that I saw, I guess it wasn't physical because it felt like a hologram or like maybe. Yeah, like no, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard. Cause I feel like the one that you uh, saw in your dream is the physical being. And the one that you saw in, yeah. in real life was the yeah, light okay. being. Yeah, exactly. So, and also like, I know they can give us like perceptions too. So I don't know what was going on, but I don't, it wasn't talking to me cause I was afraid. Mm-hmm. So now later on, when I see seeing some other beings that they literally will like shift shape. So I have, so at that point, that being probably second grade or so was in my room and it was, it was like that, you know, like a light hologram type thing. And then the dreams would start happening with that one less often than like the grays. I call them the naughty grays because they're the ones that do all the the stuff. (laughs) So, you know, like a, because there's different kinds of grays too. So, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of like when I first saw, and I've only seen like physical entities maybe two times that time. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't physical, but it was, it was, it was like energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. a, like it's, maybe it's consciousness was there. I don't really know. Yeah. I and think it was I projecting, saw, projecting for sure. So you're saying like, like when we astral project, it was kind of doing something like that. Yeah, and I think that there's if they're trans-dimensional as well, then that could bleed through our dimensions, yeah. but maybe not be able to manifest itself in the, the 3D. Yeah, the f- physical yeah. plane that we're in, which is why in your dreamscape it seems so much more real because it can actually right. manifest itself on that plane of ex- existence. Yeah, yep. I think if I would have stayed awake, it probably would have started communicating. But I noticed like with this particular type it kind of like when it feels you're afraid, it kind of just like, it'll put you back to sleep and work because I really think that they, these ones do like um, like healing processes on us. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the dream, I just felt the dream was calm. Like, so I went from this place of like super afraid into this dreamscape almost automatically. And it was there like in the, I guess the physical form and putting more like that relaxing, soothing, um, loving energy out. Mm-hmm. I know some people hear words like it's okay like I didn't hear anything like that it was more of like a like a feeling mm-hmm. that it wasn't trying to hurt me and the background was mostly like light it was it was almost like um like a really bright light and I was laying down in the dream wow that's interesting because Brie Brie has a very similar experience where like when she was visited she didn't they didn't necessarily say like you're fine but she felt a, this like you just feel yeah. this overwhelming of everything's safe. okay, safe, yeah. That's yeah. So I, I hear that a lot too. So, um, kind of the first time I'm talking about it. So I, I've told a couple people. I talked to uh, Josh about it, Artemis's Josh, mm-hmm. because I was like I was friends with him before they started dating. Yeah. And then I talked, and then I ended up telling her about it because she's just very sweet and accepting. And open, so was, exactly. I talked about it because I remember I drew that same one on. I had like this yellow like notepad I used to sketch in when I was little I was always drawing or writing so like I drew it and I remember showing my friend you know in second grade or whatever I I remember who the friend was Mallory so like I showed her it and she's like aliens aren't real and she like added to the drawing and she literally drew like a like a pacifier like on a mouth so (laughs) so it was like a baby alien I guess and then like the first sighting I went to kindergarten I remember I told sister Cecilia and she's like, it's not good to lie about things. And I told my grandpa when I came in, because he caught me outside, um, you know, that night, because he was like a, kind of like a 
restless guy at nighttime. He smoked a lot of you know, cigarettes. So he was up and down and he always slept like on the recliner. So he, I snuck by him the first time, but I think coming in, it was like, he heard me trying to get in and um, call it, what are you doing? I was like, I saw UFOs, or I saw spaceships. And he was just like, oh, you just need to go back to bed. Like he just dismissed it. So then when I told my um, teacher the next day, she was just like, it's not good to lie. God doesn't make stuff like that. I was at Catholic school. And then they had like, had like this whole sit down with her and a priest. And we talked about lying. Oh my and- gosh. <laughs> How discouraging, yeah, for someone yeah. like like you're that young, like you're not making. I wanted to tell everybody what I exactly saw. like. You were it was so obvious that you were reaching out to everyone to tell them about your experience, and everywhere you turned, they it's just like nope, 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 closed door, yeah. closed door. Yeah, so that was kind of crazy. Um, that like nobody believed me, and then shortly after the the visitation with like the one in my room and the dream, I was still getting these nightmare dreams with like kind of like like they don't like now that I think about it I realize maybe they were just working like you go to work you're doing things you're not trying to hurt people yeah but I was terrified because you're little you don't understand that yet Mm -hmm. and they were like the more traditional grays they were like a very light gray um the skin was not as smooth as like the the white one Mm so um that was like the, the the nightmares of that kept happening and the demon nightmares and the ghost visitations because when I you know, wow. have like a openness to see a lot of different things. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think then to look for, you know, marks or anything like that. Um, and who do you tell, especially then, like I'm pretty young and like, who do you tell? Like, and you've already reached out to everyone and nobody yeah. believes you. Yeah. yeah who's your friend who's your what's your circle like in in grade school do you know exactly. what I mean mm-hmm. your little friends and I obviously didn't want to go back to the teacher because first of all that teacher was mean and second of all like what happened last time I got called a liar and that just adds a whole nother like layer to the trauma of what's happening already to you not understanding and then of course as time goes on it creates more of a block when you're trying to communicate and tell people because you've learned from a really young age that it's not okay to do so, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, it really is because I feel like, I don't think that as many people will have the same problem moving forward, you know, hopefully soon, but I, I've already seen stuff like, like I would never like, you know, obviously this is going to be out there, but I would never like post about it on Twitter um, or anything like that. I just see how people are like, they're like the the community is so divided and they haven't even tapped in it's it's dangerous to be only one type of researcher and believer I guess because it becomes you know science can become a religion too research can become a religion the way they treat it you know they're indoctrinating Mm -hmm. it's only this and this it's in life isn't a formula like that we're not beings that everything fits into some formula exactly that's the biggest issue I've been saying forever too, Jamie knows that science can definitely be a religion. And we're really just closing ourselves off to possibilities. It's it's the idea that anything can be a cult as long as you believe in it long enough. It doesn't matter what it is that you stand behind, as long as you stand behind it, it becomes a thing. Right. But that's what's important about too, about telling these stories and talking about our experiences is because it stops the stigma. I think right now in the news media, we have a lot of information about all of this government and this these these 
pilot yeah. sightings and and these documents and things and there's a lot going on with that but I think that we sometimes forget the bigger picture of just people's personal experiences that there are still people out there who have had experiences who don't have answers to their questions and are right. still stigmatized for talking about their experiences exactly. they don't get to go on CNN and have this story told about them and what they saw and everyone cheers them on because they're a Navy pilot there's everyday people who are st still afraid to talk to their significant other about something that's oh, happened yeah. to them, talking to their friends, yeah, talking to their family, yeah. let alone coming on, you know, YouTube and telling the whole world about what it is that you saw. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, as I got older, the experiences got different. Mm -hmm. So like, they kind of like felt like they backed off. And then, you know, one night, when I was, it was before, it was grade school still, it was before junior high, like I woke up outside and everybody's like, oh, you're just sleepwalking. And I was just like, almost like that feeling like you're panicked, like how did I get outside? It's scary, like you just like wake up outside. I never slept walk, you know? Um, and the door was closed and I had a knock on the door to get in. It was locked from the inside. So I don't know, like maybe like I, if I slept walk outside, somebody came and turned off the walk me out, I guess. I, I really don't know how to make sense of that. Um, and I can't recall any dreams like the first time that happened, but I was always having night terrors. And when I say always, like I was afraid to go to sleep. Mm. I was afraid to go to sleep because I thought I was gonna have another alien dream. Like, I was afraid to go to sleep because I thought another demon would come. Um, and it was just, you know, like the scare, just the, the night terrors were just like all the time. It's interesting that you say that because your story sounds so similar to Bree's. Like me and Bree are, are smiling in the background and we're not laughing at you. We're <laughs> laughing because Bree has some of these same exact things that she said that, uh, that she's experienced. And so it's so interesting to see the, the parallels that happen between all of these UFO experiencers and the similarities because she has, I'll, I'll let her talk about it. Go ahead, Bree. I won't, I won't speak on your experience. <laughs> it was just the same situation that you said, waking up outside, kind of panicked banging on the door to be let back in as a child and it's as a child yeah and it's like you don't know how you got there i don't know for you but i know for me it's not something i actually thought about no in not that way for years later yeah. like not till we started yeah. the podcast did i think about that memory it's like that moment was so strong in my head, but I never thought of it in the filter of why were you out there? Something weird was happening. It's just something, you know, you pushed aside because everyone's like, oh, it's sleepwalking. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. When you really think about it, it doesn't add up. Yeah. And sometimes as a child, like you're happy with that answer because like, okay, well, sometimes people sleep. You try, you know, in your brain, you're like, hey, maybe I did. I'm a kid. What do I know? You know, but I think that a lot of people that have these experiences are kind of like old souls in a way like I kind of like I was like a deep thinker already but I didn't think about that like I never thought I was taken and I grew up in Arizona and like you know the whole Travis Walton thing was a thing like we've watched like fire in the sky and like and that's all bullshit now it's terrifying the, the way they portrayed it was bullshit um in the movie but it was just mm -hmm. that thing like I didn't mm -hmm. think it was me. do you know what I mean like I didn't think that was like you said that wasn't an option at the time in my head exactly. it's probably a good thing I mean, I can't imagine being a child if we knew everything that we know now. I think that would be even more terrifying because exactly, you would yeah. know for sure that it's real and that right. no one believes you. 
exactly. you know, the whole scope of it. So maybe even though it's traumatizing to a certain point, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss. Bliss. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, go on from there. So, so you had the sleep walking situation, which obviously right. wasn't sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did stuff like that continue from there on? So the, it kind of like spaced out more. The night terrors were always there and it was always something I a force I couldn't see, or it was a gray alien. So I would, you know, or extraterrestrial, whatever they are. Um, that was kind of like one of the main like kind of recurring dreams I would have. And around like, I want to say junior high, we went to um, a cabin in Prescott, which is Northern Arizona. Um, not quite like where the Travis Walton thing happened, but towards that direction. And we rented a cabin for like a family getaway and I'm outside again on the porch, everybody's inside. And they didn't really care so much because they're like, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to get by a car. You're, you're too afraid to wander off in the woods, you know, and there was a deck. So I went out on the deck and nobody was out there with me. I was looking up at the stars because they look so much more vibrant out there. It's a small town. You know, it's mostly mountains. Not anymore. It's developed now, but then it was very dark. Um, so I'm looking and I see something moving in the tree line and I'm like, okay, maybe it's an animal, whatever. This, this is, I'm seventh or eighth grade at this point because I remember like, Maybe not quite there though. I'm trying to like fuse like the, the age. Either way, I was older. Mm-hmm. It was several years after that first outside sleepwalking experience. And I look outside, you know, I'm looking at the wood line because I saw something and it was like this gray, just like by a tree. And I panicked because I couldn't see it. It was probably, I'm trying to think of like distance wise. There was like a, there was like the deck and then there was like a small yard and then the tree line, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was just, like, behind the tree, like, the tree is sort of, like, closest, like, just peeking around, Oh. and I panicked. I got that, like, jolt of, you know, like, adrenaline that you get when somebody scares you, Yep. and it transformed into a little boy and ran into the woods, like, wow. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was, again, trying to tell people that um, I was afraid to go to sleep and they're like, oh, it's fine. You're just, that's your imagination. You're just seeing things. And by this time you're older. So you're like, it's not just my imagination. Yeah, like you can't, people can't keep like, gaslighting you about what what's happening to you. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you know, my grandma like was questioning like what I saw, like she's Catholic. She probably thought it was, she was thinking it was like some sort of evil spirit in the woods. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, just go inside. Just don't go outside anymore. So <laughs> just stay inside. You'll be fine. That's what they're reasoning. So that was super, like, that scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I see one thing. And they're like, oh, maybe it was another kid from, like, another, like, nearby cabin. What but, puts that I, doubt I, into your head? Yeah, it's like, you know what you yeah. saw. And then all of a sudden, because it morphed into this kid and because people are telling you, oh, it's fine. It's nothing. Just don't go out there anymore. You're starting to change what you think happened. Yes, yes. So that was, you know, the next big thing that happened. Um, I hadn't seen, like, the the good alien dreams very much so at this point i'm just having like horrible nightmares Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of abduction scenario nightmares and the thing is like it's not like now like now if i did that i'd be like well you were you know you were talking about this earlier today Um, maybe you were reading about experiencers i wasn't like like the information wasn't as available as it is now Mm -hmm. so it's not like i'm watching documentaries about you know extraterrestrial visitations or experiencers before bed like I do now Mm -hmm. there's also that difference between 
like I'm also a very spiritual person. I'm also a witch. So to me, like, the, and my dad's side is Native American. Like we just like, like the dream realm is like very real. And it's even another dimension to some people. Mm-hmm. So to me, like all of the, the, I could tell the difference between like, it's because we watched Unsolved Mysteries, Alien Dream, or Sightings, Alien Dream, or X-Files, mm-hmm. Alien Dream, versus, you know, like I wasn't afraid when those dreams happened. But when these dreams would happen, I would just like be terrified. Like I would try to stay up all night. Like I, I didn't want to go to sleep. That night I definitely didn't sleep until like I, you know, you like stay up so long you just fall asleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't even remember falling asleep. It's like you're just done. Yeah, and I just remember staring at like I was almost expecting like I was staring at the window in that little room. We shared a room because it was like my brother, my cousin, and I, and then my mom, his mom, and my grandparents. So I just remember staring at the window like something's gonna come. Mm-hmm. So, and did was, anything I, did anything happen that night like did anything come into the window or anything or it was did did you not have no. another experience again for a while yeah. other than like the the nightmares yeah. yeah I didn't have another experience for a while and then what was and that next next significant experience that this was like way after high school so I went into high school and I started kind of getting involved um with some people that weren't so good, you know, I kind of went down like the wild route and then my dad actually ended up committing suicide and I fell into this depression and all the dreams just shifted to like, um, demonic dreams. I hadn't seen any more, um, extraterrestrials. The the weird thing that did happen that I should probably mention is there were several times where I thought I started my period when I was younger, Mm -hmm. it was spotting and my mom would go buy all this stuff. And then it would just like, not be there in a couple of days and it was very light and then so that is I know that's like a thing that happens with experiencers too um so that happened a couple of times where I finally actually got it mm-hmm. and and you know now I'm in high school that's all sorted out um having like horrible like I kind of like not endometriosis but extremely painful periods and all these nightmares the thing happened with my dad um the nightmares switched just to the, the whole demonic thing and then one night in my junior year I woke up outside on the other side of the fence and I'm like is this almost like them showing me like see we took you because why would you just like not put me back you took me from the bed so why aren't you putting me back in the bed and kind of later on I realized that like the outside experiences were not due to like the like I felt like they were just kind of trying to show me that it was real Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, and this time I was on the other side of the fence like I'm gonna, and this is where in the living in the desert in Arizona at this time, and the fence is like a, they're kind of like suburbs, but mm-hmm. way out in the desert. Mm-hmm. And the, the wall has to be like six feet because mm-hmm. of like the homeowners association and also because coyotes. And I had only like, I stopped at this point, I just kind of stopped watching this guy. Um, oh. I stopped watching this guy probably like as I got older, people would make fun of me. Um, if I told them like, let's go sky watch, even if it was for shooting stars, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't been outside and I just, I just kind of like lost interest in like looking for things in the sky. You were discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. But I was reading at all times. Like, I was always reading. Like if there was a UFO book in the library, I was checking it out. If there was mm-hmm. a book about books, I was checking it out. If there was a book about witches, I was checking it out. And even in Catholic school, they had this whole books that section. I wish I could find like the series of books now. But I got in trouble for checking those out because I, I found a book of UFOs in, in grade school, Catholic school. And they even had a Project Blue book, like a, 
in like why do you have this here if I'm not allowed, why do you have if you're not allowed to take it out yeah yeah so it was like I feel like it was a trap like because every time like I checked out a couple and then next thing you know I'm in the principal's office again um and I was kind of like at the time like because of the dreams and seeing the the you know the one um in the woods it was around that time so they even pulled me aside again to attempt to talk to me about like well um if aliens are real, God made them, you know, like this was like more like lenient <laughs> nurse or not nurse, uh, nun, sister, sister. Yeah. Yeah. So she was open a little bit more to it, but she was also, um, just not open to it. Like she was like, well, if they are there, they're, they're God's creatures too. So that was like more than anybody had given me, I guess. Um, but the high school thing, like I was old, I was driving like when that, you know, and, I was driving home one night after that happened. I had seen um, just one um, light in the sky, just kind of like, like how like a lot that people are catching right now, just zipping around. And I was just like, like, I didn't think about it. Um, I was like, I think I saw another UFO. But by that time, you're just so like run down with trying to tell people that you don't um, tell anybody. Like, who am I going to tell? Like, I'm already having this horrible like shit happening, you know? Um, mm -hmm woke up outside and then I got accused of like maybe drinking or doing something I shouldn't have been getting high um and climbing the fence now I'm a girly girl I don't climb fences like no, no, <laughs> no. yeah no. no not happening but like, this is like a brick wall like it's the, the fences out there are brick well and it seems like too like you said it was trying to get your attention so you you know that it's real and it's putting you in these places and these positions so that you in your mind, you know, there's no way that you got there by yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's confirming for you. Like it's saying, look where I've placed you. Like this is really happening yeah. and everyone else can make all the comments they want, but you know that it happened. Well, it was around that time. Like I told my mom, I think I need to talk to somebody. I think I'm going crazy because I mm -hmm. not like the night terrors were just several times a night. And it was like sleep paralysis. I couldn't see, mm -hmm. but I could just feel my whole body. Um, it's almost like, have you ever done one of those machines where it like zaps you and it clenches your muscle? Yes. I know you're talking it's about like the, like the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the little things yeah. that it, oh, the patches. Mm -hmm. I've done mm -hmm. those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they like connect to the electrodes. So my body felt like all my body was doing that. Mm. And I would wake up and I couldn't see either. And I had, so I had these sleep paralysis and I did wake up with different markings before, like on my wrist. But to me at this point, they were probably spirits because I was already like seeing spirits um, and I was doing tarot cards and I was already kind of like diving into like the more occult stuff and not mm -hmm. in like a bad way. I did have like a bad experience. Like I did deal with some, just full disclosure, I did deal with some Satanists at one point, but I mm -hmm. got away from that. Um, and this was even when I started kind of like reading the Bible again and going back to God like, you know, like the Christian God. And I was getting like a couple of times I did wake up with almost like restraint marks on my wrists. Mm. So I thought maybe like a demon was holding me down mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the alien dreams were coming like less and less by this point. Cause I had mm -hmm. kind of convinced myself, but I was still to the point where like, if I saw a gray game over, I couldn't sleep. So that wow. was weird. You know, my mom's like, you don't need to see anybody. Like you're fine. It was still like, I was just gonna say, and so did your mom let you see anyone? This is again, it seems like you reaching out, like, hey, yeah. telling the people yeah. in your life, and again, yeah. you're just getting getting denied. Yeah, I was having these like sleep paralysis like several times a night, and with the just like you know, when they say the physiological one happens to people, mm -hmm. I had those before, and it's not the same. Mm -mm. Like, um, this is different. Like, 
like my my muscles every time felt like they were just somebody was making them flex and it was very painful and every i'm talking like even my face like everything was it was so weird Um, like Like cramping like a muscle cramp yeah yeah, exactly like they were just ouch yeah so i just you know and at this point i'm still not thinking abduction scenario I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking I'm getting like psychically attacked or astral attacks, you know. Um, I'm thinking that maybe like because I dealt with those, you know, satanic people that I had like kind of something attached to me after that maybe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they didn't want me to go back to church. So they were scaring me. I thought all sorts of stuff. And, but I never thought like, I just thought I would remember if I was taken up into a spaceship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just didn't think about it at that time. Huh. That's a concoction. Yeah. So adult life happened. um, You know, I'm doing the party scene. Nothing weird's happened. Um, Sleep terror is still happening. Sleep paralysis is still happening. But, you know, like from high school to probably, you know, until I just had my head at my ass. I was going to school. I was working or going to school. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. my book on that and I didn't do a lot of sky washing until I got to Alaska like in 2014 mm-hmm. that's and after that whole high school waking up outside scenario I hadn't really had any experiences after that okay so that I remember um still having the sleep paralysis still having um the sporadic extraterrestrial dreams I was I was getting like angel dreams um mm. and I did have a light being visitation in my 20s, my early 20s, and I assumed it was an angel. Um, now I'm questioning all the angelic experiences I had because when I was a little girl, I had other angelic experiences as well. So I just think there's some people that just have a bunch of like paranormal activity around them because of what maybe they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. or maybe something in lineage. Um, the angel things, like obviously that only happened a handful of times too, but I just assumed like this light being that showed up when I was in high school was an angel. And even that, you can't tell people. No, especially not with your past of every time you see something, you make a comment and people tell you that you're crazy or that you're lying. So it's like, anytime you see anything, what would make you want to come out? And at that point, because you're so much not talking about it, why would you be connecting those dots that any of these things are related? Yeah, and this is before all the advocacy started happening. Now there's advocates for, like you guys are too, like for experiencers. And just like the irrational fear of like an extraterrestrial coming to get me. Like, why was I so afraid of that? Um, And then when we moved to Alaska, there's a lot of nighttime, um, you know, during that time of the year. And we would go outside and look at auroras. And I had only seen some orbs in the sky a couple of times because I was doing school full time. And I was doing like, I was molecular biology. So I was doing like, my studying was a lot. So I didn't get to go outside a lot. And when I did, I remember a couple of times I saw two orbs just kind of like doing this thing. And everybody was just like, it was like at a bonfire because we used to go out to the bonfires, um, like the lake would freeze. So it's kind of weird. Like people would get like one of those dumpsters and like let it <laughs> do like a dumpster fire on the lake. So mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and machines. And I was just like, oh my God, like what's that? Like pointing it out. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I don't know back to partying <laughs> so I, nobody thought anything of it and then in Alaska one night uh, I woke up and I was like the moon's really bright 
like it feels like it's really close coming through my window mm-hmm. and oh. I see I wake up and you're like kind of like adjusting your eyes and it was an orb about the size of a basketball and when I saw my first sighting a long time ago I didn't mention it but it, they were the size of basketballs um mm-hmm. it was one though by the window and wow. it kind of like like I was just like holy shit like like this is an orb like I didn't think UFO like I did when I was little even though it did look like the the three in the sky that I saw because I don't know like a lot of if you see them at nighttime they don't have like the glare they're like these like self-contained like balls Mm -hmm. of light Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um it was one of those and I knew that Alaska had a lot of extraterrestrial activity but I wasn't into it anymore by that point I was just like like I like sci-fi I used to like to watch you know movies and documentaries but like I just I kind of just dropped it because I didn't think that there was a community that would support it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I was working in a lab. I had, I was studying viruses at the molecular level. You know, like I was, I was a scientist now. Like I didn't believe in all that shit. And then also I was more in contact with more like nature, spiritual side. You kind of turned it off. Orb, yeah. So when I saw that orb, it reminded me of what I saw when I was little. Wow. But I still didn't dive back into the UFO stuff. Um, I thought like it was, I kind of like knew it was like a, an orb. I knew what it was, but I didn't like dive into it and tell anybody. I told my husband, he's like, oh, that's weird, you know? <laughs> um, and it did, I didn't have any, it kind of put me to sleep though. That was the weird, like I bought, I was like, oh my gosh, it's an orb. And then I just started like dozing back to sleep. Wow. Did you get and any then- feeling from it? Did you feel like it was was sentient, like it was was alive? Or what vibe did it give you? Uh, The vibe it gave me that it was checking up on me. Ah. And that was weird to feel like, oh, because that's kind of what I thought. I was just like, like, it's an orb. It's like the one I, you know, same color as the ones I saw in the sky when I was little. Um, It's like the UFO I saw, you know, but right here and it's so small. It's not a UFO, you know, like I'm thinking this stuff. And then I was just like, kind of like after like the surprise of seeing it and the excitement of seeing it I realized that I couldn't move and but I wasn't afraid like sleep paralysis afraid so I now, was like did paralyzed. you oh yeah I was gonna say were you paralyzed like in a sense of a sleep paralysis or were you just paralyzed by the fact that you were in this situation and and That's a good question. it could have been that because I didn't have like the body tensing and I didn't mm-hmm. have like the fear that I would normally have mm-hmm. um, and I felt like honestly like it was just saying like hi like I'm checking on you like it's super, super weird to think that. Um, it's not. Like, it's not at all because we've had the exact same thing happen to us with an yeah. orb. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And after you keep seeing them, like you know, you're just kind of like, they're just driving. They're flying by. They're just doing a flyby. It's super weird to think about. So after that, I did start watching the skies more, and I would see orbs, um, but not really making a big deal about it because I didn't know anybody. Like, see if I was around, but I didn't know anybody else that was in the community. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like my secret because I was kind of like, didn't want to tell anybody because everybody was so horrible about it when I did tell somebody. Yeah. So that one, it, it kind of like put me to sleep. So like, it just not like, a, not like bam, you're asleep. Here's some memories or like, here's a dream. Like I just, just fell asleep and I woke up and it was like the morning. Mm-hmm. Did you think about so it the next morning? I did because I was like, that was weird. Like I thought it was the moon and I thought it was kind of funny that I thought it was the moon because <laughs> it was like, a, I, I was like, kind of like, oh, I didn't know it was a full moon tonight. Cause I was really into moon magic at that time. Like mm. I was phases more, I was working with the moon. Like I was like working on syncing my uh, cycle with the moon and 
um, all this stuff, like weird stuff on top of my schooling stuff. I had my witchy side. I've always, that's always been there, you know? Um, so I was like, the moon's really bright. And I'm like, what an idiot. I thought that was the moon. And then it was not, it was like, why would the moon be right next to the window? Like, just kind of. That's so funny. Now, is that the only encounter that you had when you were in Alaska? Because Alaska is such a hotbed of places. Yeah, I didn't have any like other encounters. Like I said, I was like, I think I was just shut off to any, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was more like, there was like a, there was also like my house was haunted. So I was dealing with that, um, trying to get that spirit to leave. So I was more focused on that and organic chemistry. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Cool, so. You had bigger fish um, to fry. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like, you know, seeing the, like the auroras were very magical and beautiful, but it, the thing like with, like, if you're not looking, you're not going to see it for the most part. I do believe there's some people that are supposed to see it. So that's when they like are like get their get your attention, like in your car mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I just, that was the only strange experience I had out there besides the ghosts or spirits. That's depending crazy. On what so, so then when was your next more significant sighting of anything? So, uh, we went from Alaska to Missouri mm-hmm. and Missouri is actually a hot spot. Um, mm-hmm. And I had seen golden orbs just kind of like cruising by a couple of times because mm-hmm. it was like in Missouri, like we were in a smaller town, so there wasn't a lot of light pollution. So I would kind of like look, I've always been a star person. So I've always, I'm always looking at the stars, you know what I mean? But at this time I did, one did catch my eye and it was like that pale golden orb um, just really high up. And again, the feeling like almost like, what's up? Like, hi, like it sounds super weird. Like I don't think an alien's like, what's up? You know what I mean? But um, it kind of had that feeling like when you're just, you know, like you're walking by somebody, you know, you don't really want, you just want to like say like hi. a head nod, like a little, just, yeah, it was like, kind of like a head nod. Yeah. Know? And I felt like it was saying hello and just, what's up? It's like, <laughs> Hey, we're still here. We're still here. We'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're here. Not- we're here when you want to find us. Like we're here just when, when you're ready, exactly. come on over. Yeah. And the, the, the bad sleep paralysis actually stopped in Alaska Oh. after I bought a piece of Moldavite. I'm not sure if you're- Oh, oh we know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I ended up moving this spirit out, this that was in the house and he was super rapey. So those were the like, experiences I was having in that house. Like he was like- handsy. Aggressive and handsy, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like duplex and people lived below us and the husband was very um, like emotionally abusive to his wife. He got thrown against the wall. But after oh. that, she was doing laundry and he's like, the spirit's like, hey, and like, you know, like when somebody comes behind you, like your boyfriend. Yeah, and like touches you, the smaller your back yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. And I was like, well, you have to tell him to fuck off. And she did all this research that somebody did commit suicide in there. Well, he, I was dealing oh. with him a lot of the time there because he was coming into my dreams too and into my meditations and showing me why he was the way he was. So that was kind of like taking up a lot of my time. Um, and, that's, lit, yeah. and that's why the sleep paralysis stopped. You were distracted with other things. You were dealing with a different yeah. kind of paralysis, honestly. Yeah. Less and then also when I had my son, I was having these beautiful experiences with angelic beings, which now I'm questioning like, are angels extraterrestrials or interdimensionals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people argue it the other way around, but I mean, like, the bad aliens are demons and the good ones are angels, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's people that argue it that way, but now I'm re questioning like, I had a very close relationship with angels and they were light beings. They, if I mm-hmm. asked them to show, they would show as like, um, like almost like that Pleiadian looking, like, 
beautiful men or women, um, not always blonde though. Um, and they show us kind of like how you'll accept it. Exactly. Um, in that dream, like, you know, it was just nuts. Like I would always see them even like physically, like I woke up to an angel, light being angel, like by me. And wow. it's like that thing where it was just like, I'm here. Um, just go back to sleep. And I was just like, cool. And, and were they, started. were you having these experiences? Like when, you, once you got pregnant or were you having them up before you got pregnant or was it just while you were pregnant? Well, they kind of, so the angelic beings or like the healer beings, I guess they call them started coming around. Like I lost, so before I moved to Alaska, I lost my brother. He overdosed. That's <sighs> when they first started coming back to me, these good beings. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And they would literally like, I would have sleep for like well, the, when, the night that he passed away, I was going through a lot. He was younger. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like shitty, like, you know, that he died unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. My husband was on training. He's my fiance at the time. I was by myself. I was trying to work on my magic and like my spirituality, but not necessarily trying to contact any beings. Mm-hmm. And I did kind of, you know, I was dove, kind of like ch- checking out like the concept of like star seeds, but I wasn't like invested in it. I wasn't invested. Like I kind of had like some stuff, like read some books about alien races and different things like UFO stuff, but I wasn't like invested in it. And then the night, the couple nights after my brother died, I was pissed. You go through the anger, you know, when somebody dies like that. And I just hear like, I hear, but not audibly like hear it in my head kind of thing, like go to sleep. And I was like, fuck you. I'm not going to sleep. I'm pissed, you know? And then I was put to sleep. <laughs> um, oh, wake up in sleep paralysis but not a bad sleep paralysis. And I literally see these beings just like doing this and yanking like energy out of me. Mm. So it's like dark sheets of black energy. Mm-hmm. And that, so that happened, that, that always that. So once that happened, I kind of had more of like the healing being visitation, but I hadn't seen like the mantis thing um, like physically. And I haven't, I still haven't. So except for the one time in my room, Mm-hmm. and it was in my dreams like sporadically like if I would have the bad alien dream it would give me like the mantis would the mantis alien thing would come back mm. um, like kind of I, like as a reassuring kind of presence you think yeah like damage control is the best way I could put it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah so the beings in Alaska like I got pregnant with my son and I only had good experiences I would have like other nightmares like I was still down with that spirit mm-hmm. but in that dream I was able to kind of like shut him up and then I was still having the night terrors, but they weren't like affecting me as they were before. And then I had like, um, obviously dreams of bears because we were in bears, you know, like, but those weren't really bad usually. Um, but you know, um, I just felt like I had like this like strength with becoming a mother, like maybe my energy changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they thought even when I was seeing these things in dreams, I was able to just be like, sit down bitch and they would you know like or it was almost annoying like okay there's this demon hanseling me again like I'm too tired to deal with this I'm pregnant you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um that you know when I, so I haven't had any more like uh like I didn't have any abduction experiences in Missouri so flash forward back to Missouri I was seeing orbs didn't think anything of it um we had like a little wood line I would go outside and I would see orbs or I would get like the the inclination to go look outside mm-hmm. and I would orbs but I didn't have any more sleep paralysis dreams mm-hmm. but like I said I bought that mold of it and it just was high vibrational mm-hmm. and I had a sleep paralysis and like all this green energy was around me and Interesting. after that okay. like, it stopped like after that the sleep paralysis stopped and I was dreaming of these like 
weird glyph things um like kind of going around me and I thought there were runes at the time because you know magic an, yeah so I was like oh that was a cool dream but then I noticed like after that dream like I try to wake up and I couldn't wake up from the dream because I was lucid dreaming at this point and I was able to wake up in my dreams a lot well I woke up and I couldn't move and it was still happening and then I just went back to fell back asleep mm-hmm. but then I noticed after that like everything stopped with sleep paralysis hmm. like I haven't had it since ever since you had it, those kind of and were the the the, the hieroglyphs I want to call them were they kind of like that like a green as well Yes, they were green, kind of like matching like the like the stone, but a little more like glowy. Mm-hmm. So, so interesting. And you have, and since then, none whatsoever to, to this day. Yeah, to the day, like, you know, even moving to Missouri and seeing the orbs just kind of like quite often. Mm-hmm. Once I saw the one cruising by, I kept looking after that because then I was like, oh, maybe there, you know, I knew there was a cave system there. There was a lot of quartz there. So um, I was thinking like, this is, you know, like they might be coming here and there's also um like I think there was like a mine there it wasn't uranium but they were looking for that there's areas there that kind of have like higher radioactivity mm-hmm. so I was kind of thinking along those lines that's when I started kind of thinking more about the um, UFOs again yeah and that was 2015 or so so like I would see them but I didn't have any more um dreams like that I said just I, after that like weird light experience with the stone um I just stopped having the sleep paralysis I stopped having the alien dreams I stopped having the demonic dreams and wow. I just don't know what shifted um and all that now and then did you have any other so you stopped having the dreams and things but did you continue to have experiences with UFOs and things like that other than just seeing like the see orbs them. and stuff I would see them in the sky um the golden orbs Mm-hmm. they never got close and I didn't have any more like close experiences with that mm-hmm. so that was um, kind of like a dead period in my life I was raising like a six-month-old <clears throat> I had really bad postpartum mm-hmm. so I was in a way like when you have really bad depression you're kind of like fighting for your life um, mm, 100% yeah that's all that was my focus was like being depressed and trying to be a mom without having like the mothering that a lot of people have growing up, or maybe some don't, maybe not a lot of people, but I didn't have like a supportive mother. So mm-hmm. like she support financially, but not um, emotionally. Baby. So I found, you know, that was just like, I could say all Missouri. And I don't know if I was seeing those orbs to kind of like, because when I'd see them, it would kind of like cheer me up. Encourage so you. Yeah. Them, you know, to again, they're checking in kind of thing. So, and that was always the feeling I got, like, we're just kind of like saying hi, we're just, you know, doing this and that. So, um, yeah, the Missouri was absorbed by all that depression bullshit, basically. Yeah. And I was doing spiritual work on the side um, with, like, you know, trying to, like, um, move old energy and chakra work and stuff like that. And so was that the last time just in general you've had experiences or have, have some more things happened after Missouri? So, yeah, after Missouri, we moved here to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I have seen a couple of lights, you know, again, there are always those golden orbs doing flybys, uh, mm-hmm. nothing super close, like when I was little mm-hmm, or nothing mm-hmm. super close with the orb in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this here, I, I do go outside. I was this, when I moved here, I started, started getting more into the research side of it. And I was mm-hmm. always reading about it on the side, but not like a lot. You know what I mean? I knew they were real. I was very familiar with, um, like different types of races of alien. Like I was, I was doing research, but not like I was when I moved here. Um, mm-hmm. So when I moved to Kentucky 
in 2018, I, I started diving deeper, like reading more extraterrestrial books, reading more energy work books, because I felt like it was all connected. Uh, I've always been a fan of physics, so mm -hmm. I've always been reading like um, physics, and I was reading more about like the many world theories and stuff like that. Um, the experiences here were always good. So I'd have like the sleep paralysis and I'd feel a presence, but a healing presence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one night, so beginning of this year is when the last creepy thing happened. I'm sorry. It's just so different when it happens as an adult because you really feel like you're, you're not, like you feel like you're going crazy even knowing what I know and believing what I believe, like, like the beginning of the year, I woke up outside again and I started having these, like, I think they're like memory recalls of other dreams or other experiences. And I got incredibly triggered by this documentary that was about, um, I started happening after I watched this documentary and it was, a. Uh, it's called, I don't know if it's called The Speeding, but it's about the hybridization program. And as yeah. I'm watching it, I had like all these like gross feelings and just like feeling sick and just like, fuck, you know what I mean? Because I'd have a reoccurring dream about the, um, the little boy, the same little boy that the extraterrestrial turned into when I was little. And just waking up outside as an adult in your thirties is fucked up. And I don't drink a lot. Like I, I drink occasionally. I obviously everybody goes to their party stage, but at that point, at the beginning of the year, I was like maybe drinking socially, but not blackout drunk, not go outside wandering around drunk. This is before I was taking um, antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds. So there's not like, side effects from that. Um, so we got a snow like in February and it was one night. And then the next day I just kind of sat there because it gets really cold here. And it was either late January or early February. I could probably look up when the snow happened. <laughs> but I had been dreaming of like this spot in the backyard, mm -hmm. um, looking at the tree in my neighbor's yard. Like I've been having dreams about that and um, visitations, like um, dream visitations of these healing beings still, because I'm still like, you know, everybody's still healing if you're on earth. But this one freaked me out because it hadn't happened in so long. And I was already kind of diving into like the, like I was doing the CE5 meditations again. That's mm -hmm. what, so the, the summer of COVID, I was, I, me and my friends started doing them and we were seeing things all the time, but I hadn't had like a gray experience or a gray nightmare until I started watching that documentary and it triggered all this weird shit. But then I was still doing CE5 things, but I was doing like the witch thing. I was like casting my circle, you know, well, that the night that it snowed, the next night it didn't snow, everything sat still. And I woke up that night and I was looking at that tree and I was in the snow without shoes. The dog was inside, but she didn't give a shit about it. <laughs> I just posted a thing on my story where like my dog is useless. Um, but she was just like by the window, just like looking at me, but not like trying to help or anything. I didn't see anything in the sky. The only thing that I saw was I was looking at Orion's belt. When I came back, I was just like looking at Orion's belt because it comes over this tree. Like, and I was like, I'm fucking outside. Like, I'm outside. Like, and I hadn't, like, I was like that panic feeling, like almost like I did something bad or like something had happened or I don't even know. 
and also because I kept dreaming of being in that spot mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm in that spot and I didn't I so I come and I try to open the door the door the, the Arcadia door is locked I go around the front door's locked my husband was drinking so like he was passed out on the couch um I could see him there but he's like you you have to literally like shake him to wake him up when he's in that deep sleep yeah um, I ended up my car door was open I ended up using my garage door to get back inside and I looked around me like there was the first thing is did I sleepwalk right I'm like I'm standing in the snow with no shoes looking up at this tree and I'm looking at Orion Felt and I feel like that was all like hello like something is happening or something has happened to you and I look down I don't have, you know I feel the snow on my feet I'm looking down like and I'm like okay I obviously sleepwalk out here like just because you were dreaming about extraterrestrials and then you wake up outside doesn't mean anything right like I'm mm -hmm. still trying to rationalize this even though I've heard dozens of people's experiences and all this and I look around to see okay like did I walk out the, there's no tracks in the snow besides like the dog tracks. There's no tracks around me. Like the view walking to out, out in that area. Yeah. And it wasn't snowing anymore. So it's not like they got covered up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and were your feet, did, did, were your feet like freezing? Snow. Were your feet like freezing? Yeah, oh, like yeah. you had been there for a long time? The feet were cold, but I didn't feel cold. Okay. Obviously standing there trying to figure out what the hell happened. Like I was getting cold. Mm -hmm cold but mm -hmm. I don't remember being like I didn't like come to and like automatically feel like I was shivering or like like I had just walked from did you have a feeling that you were outside. did you have a feeling you were there for a long time like when you came out of it like you had been standing there for a long time or did you feel like more like you were placed there and then woken up I felt like that happened more because like okay. my feet were the first thing to feel cold okay um, and I panicked and I started crying because I got scared. Just like right now, like just putting myself back there, like it just is overwhelming. Well, there's something you were saying, there's something so different about being an adult and being in that situation. Cause it's one thing when you're a kid and you have loss of memory and maybe you just didn't remember what happened, but when you're right. an adult and you're in charge of yourself, especially you're a mother who has a child who like, you know, it's weird for that to happen. That's a completely different feeling because you feel like you have absolutely zero control of yourself yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and you feel like, like I thought I was going crazy. Like I, mm -hmm. again, I was like, okay, great. Now I'm fucking sleepwalking, but then I noticed no tracks. And it was that same experience, like kind of like what happened now, like I just started crying and like, it's almost like you black out and you know you've done something bad and you panic because you know that something has happened, but mm -hmm. you don't know what happened. And it scared the shit out of me. Nobody's yeah. gonna believe me. I even asked my husband, I was like, hey, what if I, he didn't wake up. So I go back to my room and I'm just like trying to like process, like what the fuck just happened? Like I'm an adult and I just wake up outside. Like I went down the stairs, I went out somewhere, like, but there's no tracks, it's not snowing. And I was like, well, did the snow melt? But they feel like they wouldn't be like that. If I just like walked out there, like when you sleepwalk, if you walk out there and you wake up, it's not enough time for like the tracks to like melt. It wasn't cold. It was nighttime. Mm -hmm. It was like a clear night. <laughs> like I was meant to see, it felt like I was supposed to see Orion's belt. No, but it was that, dreaming of that tree. Mm -hmm. And many times I wake up in the night, even before that, and kind of like Orion's belt, like within like the view of the window. Mm-hmm. And if I go look outside, I have a feeling to look outside, I will see an orb or a high up orb 
um, kind of passing. So I don't know what happened to me. And I know that I've been triggered by some people's like accounts. Um, now, when you watched the documentary, was this before or after that experience? It was after. It was after because I had actually, you know, I I think it's part of a series. I'll have to find it. Um, mm -hmm. One of the people that's in it is Gerald, Geraldine Orozco. Mm -hmm. And she's big on like, she talks a lot about, she does a lot of energy healing, but she also talks about like the hybridization Hybrids. program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was also on Demi Lovato's show. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It is. Yeah. That's yeah. where I, I saw know, it. it. Like something, the seating. I can't remember. Like it's a mm -hmm. Melinda it's Leslie like, is also in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a, a series, but one is specifically about like hybridization stuff. Did you, did you ever make a connection that you think that maybe after watching and, and looking into this kind of stuff that maybe that this experience was their way of maybe trying to like, um, to tell you about like your assumptions are right. I think so. I, I, otherwise, why would I be put outside if they took me from inside? And did it? Did you come to that realization soon after, or did it take you a long time to get there? It kind of took me a while because I was just like, you don't know what to think after mm -hmm. something like that happens. Mm -hmm, you don't, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm reading about all this stuff now, you know, and understanding more about what's happening. But like at the time I was like doing the CE5 stuff and only having like the five eyes. And um, if I was meditating, I would feel different beings kind of like coming in and out. Like I, there was a point where I was meditating. I felt like, I thought when my kids came in the room and put their hands on my shoulder. Um, so like weird experience are always happening around me. Like there's always something going on around me, but just like this, this one instance, like freaked me out. And, and are I, you, are you starting to go back now and start to look at your, your past experiences in more of a different light now with the hybridization program in the back of your mind too? Yes, because I did have a dream where I was talking to, um, a gray that seemed like she was, um, it was a female and she was sort of like in a place of power mm -hmm. and the other little ones are kind of like just working. Mm -hmm. They do check on you. And I was just like, can we not do this anymore? Like, I was trying to like negotiate. Like, you probably, oh, wow. if this is what's happening to me, then you've probably taken enough because it's been happening since I was five, if this is the case. And it was kind of like the agreement that like, will we be alone? Um, I had recurring dreams of the little boy mm -hmm. of a gray turning into that same little boy. Like I had it before I moved to Alaska. It was just a dream. And, and then later on in Alaska, I had a dream where I was approached by a gray and it freaked me out. And again, it turned into a little boy. It's the same little boy. And what triggered me in those, in that documentary is the way the little boy looked was not human. It was human, but it had like these big eyes. And I remember one of Geraldine's pictures really like, it felt like somebody punched me in the stomach because mm. I was kind of like, don't fucking tell me this is how this has happened. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, <laughs> um, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be like viewed as crazy and all this stuff. So like the little boy looked a lot like the one she drew. Um, the hair is not, it's kind of like, it's different. And the color of the hair is different. It's like, I say blonde little boy, but the blonde is like more like yellow, golden. Mm -hmm. um, it's weird. Um, and the eyes are always very big and like 
this it's a blue that I, ha I haven't seen like you can't recreate the blue so and when she was saying all that i was like oh my god like is that what's been happening because you know and then i was reading a lot about it um irregular periods um miscarriages being pregnant and then just like not being it's just weird stuff like that happens and when i finally had my son like it was not i didn't think of it because i didn't have problems getting pregnant which some people do um, but then I think back, like, I'm like, I did have, like, I, 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 when in retrospect, you think it happened so fast and then I was like, well, I have had a lot of miscarriages or I've had a lot of like pregnancies, a lot of strange periods, um, that weren't like a week long when I was younger and all this shit's like, kind of like stacking up and I'm like, yep, I'm going crazy. <laughs> but then when you're thinking you're going crazy and then you like wake up outside and you're trying to figure out what happened to you. And I probably should have like woken my husband up because I asked him later, like, what would I tell you? What would you do if I told you this happened? He's like, well, I don't know. It depends on your state of mind. I think if he would have seen me like that, he would have, you know, but at this point I'm still, when that happened, I was still like kind of afraid that maybe I started sleepwalking. Yeah. And you're telling yourself it's a coincidence that you were having dreams about these like beings before you woke up outside. No, honestly, Priscilla, it sounds like as you go on with your story, like the more and more you talk about it, it, it seems like these beings are doing things to keep nudging you in a certain direction. And every time you have these significant things that happen in your life, that they're there guiding you to be around you to make sure that you stay on your path and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it sounds like too, that it the majority of them don't have this negative feeling. It's this very yeah. loving light. We're here to help you. We're here to check on you. And I think that it's a way for them to check in on you and to show you. And I think that sometimes the things they do can be scary. I know that, yeah. you know, yeah. one of my very first experience I had with them, uh, you know, my abduction was terrifying when I was in that moment. When I think about it now, it's not as scary, but they, they're doing things that we don't understand. So it's going to shock and it's going to scare us and it's going to put us in a crazy state of mind. But I think yeah. that it's important to to when you have those experiences to think about the bigger picture of things and to, and to think back because they're giving you all these little pieces of the puzzle for you to put together to figure out what it is you need to figure yeah. out and that's what I think now and it kind of happened more um after I heard Travis Walton's uh, account because he mm -hmm. even said that, like, now when he looks back like the things that were happening were scary because it's not familiar like getting a surgery is scary like you hear people waking up in surgery it's scary um, childbirth is scary. Um, sometimes when you drink too much and you're passed out, you're sick. That's scary too. Mm -hmm. So I think situations like it has like that same intensity and so we relate it with something scary, but it's not, they're not trying to hurt anybody. And that's kind of like what I got like from that being the one that I said was like a feminine presence, the feminine gray that was kind of like boss bitch, I guess. <laughs> so it felt like she felt like authoritative. Um, she was like, kind of like, nobody's trying to hurt anybody. It's just part of an agreement that we come and sample, you know, um, not in those words, but it was kind of like projected that, to me. That was your understanding of it. Yeah. How they have yeah. to explain it to us to understand. I would say one thing me and exactly. Bree say is like, uh, what we believe in is we signed soul contracts before we got here. Exactly. And so exactly. all all these things that are happening and all the things that happen to us just in real life yeah. or with this alien stuff, it's we signed up for this, whether we realize yeah. it or not. And all of these struggles, the that triumphs, like, everything, 
Exactly. You know, like I know, like, how am I supposed to enjoy the benefits of all the good things if I didn't have shittiness in my life? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't appreciate all that kind of stuff if I didn't go through other stuff before. So I think that we all have to remember too, that we might have ups and downs in our journey, but we have to look at our journey as a whole and not just these small little times of it, because the whole journey of it is why we're here. I think at the end of the day, it's about the entirety of our life here on planet earth and what it is we're doing and not just about these very small moments in time whether they're good or bad it's about all of it together they're almost like they stand out though you know and i am you know like i said i am a witch so i did you know like last year i taught a class on the akashic records and i taught i did a meditation and um on my other youtube the business YouTube or the ex-business YouTube, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I I know all this stuff, but I had problems like after that happened, like understanding like how it all goes together. And the only thing I could say is every path that I take leads back to some sort of alien shit or some UFO stuff. And after that happened is when I started really like researching, not only like, um, like I remember when the New York Times stuff happened, I was like, hell yeah, see, I told you bitches like in my head, but I wasn't open about it. Mm-hmm. I had barely just become open about being a witch. So I wasn't about to be like, I'm an alien witch, you know? Yeah. So I, I was familiar and I was following it. I was following Lou's stuff. I was following the To The Stars stuff, but I wasn't really like putting myself into the conversation. And then after that stuff happened at the beginning of the year, I still wasn't, but I was kind of like starting to talk more about it on like yeah. random about it sharing posts about it and that's when um I saw like the whole like community on Instagram and then the community on Twitter so I was like there is people that are working towards and I'm kind of angry like with the whole disclosure stuff like I want the truth to come out because how long have I thought I was crazy for how long have people thought I was crazy like I remember telling one of the guys I was dating when I was in Las Vegas and he's like I love you but you're a crazy bitch because you're doing all this (laughs) shit like yeah, or why are the hot ones always crazy bitches? Like stuff like that. But it's 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 nice now that you can that you have this that it's so prevalent in the media that you can point yeah. to it and say like, I wasn't exactly. that fucking crazy, guys. Like as much as you guys want to think that there was yeah. something wrong with me, it just yeah, it always gets back to the weird stuff with me. Like I even try to pull myself out of it and be like, I'm overall like my goal was to be a public health scientist mm-hmm. instead of molecular biology, and now I feel like I didn't finish my degree because we moved, and I just never went back, and I wouldn't be using it anyway because I want to be with the kids. Like the molecular biology thing, like I only have a year left. Like, am I supposed to use that too? Like, I don't really know. Like, it's like, Mm. is all this, you know, I I do believe like everything is planned. I I do believe in the soul contracts. So it's just hard to like see it um, when the scary stuff's happening in 3D. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Like, 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 tell my husband I woke up outside. He's very logical. He's not going to fucking understand. He'll be like, yeah that's weird it's lonely it is but I think that's what's so important about sharing our stories you know is that we we make this not lonely I think one thing that me and Brie I know at the beginning of our journey together was we didn't tell each other about our experience and even though we were best friends and we told each other everything we felt that we couldn't tell each other about this one thing you know and so why didn't you like why didn't you come inside and look for marks and I did have a bark in the back of my neck. I will say that that night, but it was like a weird bruise. Um, and I, I didn't think anything of it, or I was afraid to think anything of it, to be honest. But people well, like, oh, well, why don't you tell somebody sooner? Well, why would I? Like, because like of your past, why would you? Yes, 
exactly. And you're exposed to these events. That and nobody know. knows that about you. Nobody knows this extensive past of you coming forward about things. So of course they're going to say things like, well, why didn't you tell anyone? Yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, people don't understand that. Like, like, the, like your example, like that's what made me think of it is you're like, you're so close to her and you still didn't tell her everything. It's like my husband, like I'm so close to him, but I'm not going to be like, so I think I'm mm-hmm. as objective. Like I joke around about it. And he's like, yeah, you probably wear your fucking weird. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, um, and when I show him like, you know, a little, cause I catch like the light orbs during the day and like, um, he's just like, don't be calling that shit here. Like he like, he knows it's mm. real, but he doesn't know how real it is. If that makes right. sense. He's a no, believer, absolutely. but he's on, he's on the outside edge of it. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. real. But like, I don't want to know anything about it. Thank you. Yeah, like, well, yeah, probably like, you know, mm-hmm. yes, he, he definitely would need like the nuts and bolts stuff to, to believe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's crazy because it always pisses me off. Like even like rape victims don't come forward right away. And that is just as bad as an alien abduction or worse. Just as traumatic. Yeah, exactly. Like people don't understand because sometimes too, like your abduction scenarios, you don't know what actually happened when you were there. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people talk about having hypnosis or you have your memory recalls. I don't want to have any of that. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy with the information I know. Don't tell me anymore. Yeah. That's kind of like where I am now because um, I was on a clubhouse talk and I and Ellen Steinfeld was in the room. Ellen Steinfeld? Um, he does. Mm-hmm. Ellen Steinfeld. Ellen Steinfeld, yeah, okay. yep. So he just wrote a really good book like last year or the beginning of the year or something. But Making contact. Was, like, mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, so he's like, you need to be regressed. And I'm just like, I really don't want to. Like, I'm kind of like. One step at a time. Exactly. Yeah. I think my, my, myself yeah. personally, like I try to say that like the universe will tell me what the universe wants to tell me and wants me to know. I don't need right. to go and seek certain information that I don't need to know right now right. in my life. So what, what, what I'm told, I am, I am happy and thank you for giving it to me. Have a nice day. You know, I'm like, thank you universe. No more. Thank you. Right. Just like the whole, like, even when you get like the memory recalls, like you kind of get mad too. Like, why the fuck are you showing me this? Like I was at peace with it. And now you're showing me something else mm-hmm. that. Like, okay, so like I had, you know, the back of my mind, like maybe I ha- I am seeing extraterrestrials. I am seeing this. I'm seeing all these weird things. But it wasn't until like this last year, the whole waking up outside and then watching the documentary and being extremely triggered by it, recognizing the way that hybrid child looked. Um, just, I'm like, now fucking what? Like now fucking what? <laughs> like what's going on with me now? Like I've always been involved in some weirdness. Um, I try to get away with it. I try to be like, oh, I'm just a scientist. And then um an orb floats up to my fucking window like you know what I mean it's just one of those things where they're not letting me um just put it behind in a way uh because even now like I just I I want people to get the truth even if it's through the government I don't need it I know it's real but the more people that are aware of it I just think that if people realize that the government's been hiding stuff First of all, it's angering. Second of all, it's going to open their minds because they're, they're telling you these are real. Yep. And I think if people expand their mind to something like that, that the potential for them to expand their mind to other things is there, like peace or unity consciousness or, you know, just being a good human being um, is the next step once people accept that these are real and people, even, even without the whole abduction scenario, like it's very shocking to people. If you can accept that, you can accept a lot of bigger truths that are out there and it's just going to be better for humanity as a one. So 
that's kind of like where I feel like this is all leading. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and we couldn't agree with you more. I think you have to get humanity to a point where we are all just more open-minded for the world to be a better place. We're not open-minded for the world to be a better place. And I think that when we think about things like aliens and space and the rest of the world that's out there, I think that it can give us a different perspective on who we are as a culture. When you think about things not so limited to just earth and our greed and our childishness and our unwilling to learn and our stubbornness, when you think about how vastly small we are compared to the cosmos it changes how you think about yourself and this planet exactly and i think that that's why it it comes to people at a young age you know what i mean you're supposed to be one of the people that starts thinking that way you're more open when you're younger you're not blinded by the world and the ridiculousness that it is you're you're so much more pure at that time and so i think that's true it's when it starts it's when a lot of people's experiences start whether they really realize it or not or remember it or not you you have a very certain connection to the the thin side of the veil that is this paranormal alien whatever it happens to be and because you are <clears throat> closer when that veil is you have an easier time dipping into it most definitely it is quite a cross to bear though and i just feel like you're so brave for sharing all of this with us yeah I think thank you I think a lot of people will resonate with everything that you said. And I know I we did acknowledge the trauma that you have, because I feel like for me um, personally, I feel a lot of that for you. It's very heavy. Yes, we've been and through so it. I just, I know, but I feel like I can feel you if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, and so I really just want to acknowledge that you're going through this and that it takes more than you probably feel like you have to even communicate and talk about everything. It's true. Like thank you. you are so brave and thank you because there's many moments when you were talking where some of the things you said resonate with my story, with Bree's story. And it, it, I know it's going to resonate with other people. Like I, I'll touch on one thing because we do have to wrap up. But one thing you said about talking about Orion, there's something about Orion and the hybridization program that are very, very related. And I think that when people resonate with Orion in a very certain way that it reminds me of that. And I'm somebody like you who holds Orion very dear to my heart. I don't know why or how, but I have a right. feeling it has something to do with that. And so there's, your story is not a story, uh, although you seem like you're alone and you went through this alone and you're the only one in the world to do it, you talking about this is going to show other people that more and more of us have been through stuff like this as well. Yes. I didn't even know that about like Orion and the hybrid thing until like this year too. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. Once you start really looking into everything and you start seeing (laughs) all these, all these lines connect you, it's, it's so much of a bigger picture. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to have Geraldine on my show too, too, because I have, nice. she's like, to me, she's just like the person to go to for this. Like, and it's going to help you so much answer some of your questions, talking to her, yeah. you know, and it, it's not even just personally asking her questions, but just speaking with her is going to completely change the way you, you think about things. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> that was all right. We have to end the episode. You guys, we're going to put everything down in the links below so you can see Priscilla and all of her YouTube. So you can see Geraldine on her show and everything. And Priscilla, thank you so much for thank coming on your show you. and sharing. 
We love you so much. And every love you too. Thank you for the space, really. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys all next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.